What's up, Jazz? Hey, what's going on, man? I see that we are technically live, even though it's not live. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to say thank you for having me as a guest host. Oh, thank and you, um, thank so we're going to be talking to you about your near-death experience. <laughs> we're going to find out what happened from the last episode. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, let's see what's going on. So Absolutely. let's start off. Um, after your episode with Ronnie. Yeah. Right. Let's go from there. What happened after that? Uh, well, the whole thing was great. You know, talking to Ronnie again, catching up was really awesome. Uh, that night, out of nowhere, I started feeling a little sick. You know, uh, kind of just like a, a grogginess, you know, my head was a little bit foggy and uh, a little bit of a body ache. So I didn't think much of it. But then that night, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and it was pretty, it was pretty bad. I wasn't sure if I had a fever because uh, when I woke up, my, I took my temperature and I was okay. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm not bad, but I was a little, a little sweaty. So maybe I had it while I was sleeping. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then that week, you know, it continued. So I decided to go get checked to be sure I didn't have COVID. So right. I went and I got checked and uh, I was okay. Thank God uh, I was negative. You know, so, what's interesting is that um, I actually got COVID too, right? And my first night of having COVID, I had those exact same symptoms. Yeah. Uh, I was sweaty. Yeah. I had like a little bit of chills, similar to like what you were feeling. And yeah. uh, that same day, I got a text message from my friend Carlos, which hopefully will be a future guest on the show. Very interesting guy, punk rocker accomplished chef nice and um he told me hey i got covid and so does my wife and oh, that man. friday i had a business meeting with them and um i had it too and it was it was crazy man it is so i know i know i know how it feels yeah so after, after you got checked out what happened uh after i got checked out everything cleared and i was like okay i'm all right everything's okay but i still felt a little bit out of it so i i, I just assumed i had the flu so mm -hmm. it's okay i have the flu all right i, I can get through this so I did everything that you have to do to, you know, get through that. Not a problem. And then on Monday, um, the, the following Monday, so a week passed with, the, you know, with feeling a little sick, a week passed feeling a little sick. And right. then on Monday, uh, I went to work. So while I was at work, um, the guy that's training me at the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, we went upstairs. He was showing me around. So he's like, okay, let's go upstairs. And, uh, you know, I'm going to show you what to do. So when all I did was walk up one flight of stairs, that's it. That's all I did. When right. I did that, even though I had the mask on and everything, I felt this immense pressure in my chest mm -hmm. and I felt, uh, like a, a, a lack of oxygen. Like I couldn't breathe. It wasn't yeah. a shortness of breath. It was like, I just couldn't breathe. It's like if I was underwater for a little bit. Right. So I stopped and I asked him, I, I told him, I said, uh, give me a minute cause I need to catch my breath. He's like, Oh, okay. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I just got to catch my breath. So I went into the bathroom. I took my mask off and I took a few deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I caught my breath and I was okay. And, and I felt like, all right, this is not a problem. Uh, no big deal, whatever. So now, now, you know, what's interesting about that is yeah. that not everybody knows this about you, but obviously you were a martial arts instructor for a big chunk of your life. So you're a pretty yeah. fit guy. Yeah. You've also competed in American Ninja Warrior. You've done yeah. Tough Mudder. So you going up a flight of stairs and being out of breath, that's yeah. alien to you. Absolutely. You know? yeah, so once, yeah. once you told me that, I was like, whoa, something is seriously wrong here. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. bringing that up for sure. I mean, I, just I so people have a reference here because, yeah. you know, you're in, in super shape, you know, yeah. like you're a very fit person. And mm -hmm. for that to happen to you, that's a huge red flag. Number it one. Was, yeah. And, and, and that's why it caught me by surprise when everything right. happened. Cause I've never experienced that. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday, 
um, I put my kids to bed and I didn't, I didn't feel anything the entire day. I was okay. So I was just fatigued. I'll say that I was fatigued. So Tuesday came and then I put my kids to bed and, um, when they went to sleep, I lied down on my bed to go to sleep. As soon as I lied down, it was like, uh, it was like somebody just jumped on my chest and sat on my chest. And I was like, Whoa, you know, it was like instant. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this isn't good. As soon as that happened, I knew this is bad. So I had to sit up. I had to, you know, catch my, my breath again. And then I started researching, like, okay, what can this be? What can this be? And I spent the entire night just looking things up and I didn't sleep, you know, I, I didn't sleep right. at all. I was just so worried. And I said, okay, I need to go to the emergency room because this, Definitely. like you said, I've been training my entire life. Yeah. I've been pretty much in really good shape. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I was like, this can't be happening. So this is definitely a serious matter. Absolutely. So I, I went, I got in the car. It was like five in the morning, six in the morning. I got in the car and uh, my parents stayed with my kids and uh, I went to the ER and I got checked and I spent the entire day going through tests. And they even said the same thing. They're like, your tests are coming back. You don't, I, just, I took another COVID test and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't. Well, I took the rapid test too. And I showed them that I took it the week before. And then, okay, they're like, you're a healthy person for the most part. So this already sets uh, like a red flag for you. Like this is major. If, if you're such, if you're in such good shape and from what we're yeah. getting, it seems like you're okay. You should be okay. And you're, yeah. you're only 40 years old. I mean, I know it happens at this mm-hmm. age too. It happens at any age, but um, they're like, this shouldn't be happening to you. So the entire day I spent at uh, the hospital, just going through tests and I've right. never experienced, <laughs> I'm so grateful for these people. They're the, the nurses and the doctors. They, they were so amazing there at Memorial hospital and they took care of me but I never experienced such, such an, like an elaborate, you know, way of going from one room to the next room to the next room. And just, just inside, I was freaking out the whole time. I was just so concerned right. and worried and, and I didn't know what to tell my kids and my parents. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to find out what's happening. And uh, ultimately at the end, they, they were like, you're staying here. And it was around, uh, and mind you, this is in the morning, the early morning. Right. And it, and it was around, uh, 10 maybe 10 30 at night when they put me in a room that's crazy yeah they put me and in they the didn't room. give you any idea hey maybe you might have this or maybe you might have yeah, that like, they, yeah no they gave me a lot of ideas they they, they oh. said it, it could it could be one of several things Boom. so obviously they were trying to knock each one out to see where it goes to and uh and they were very fast about it like they never left me alone they were that's so awesome. yeah they were they were awesome i i, I owe my life to them and uh, when they put me in the room, uh, I remember the nurse came in. She says, you're going to have to stay here because you're going to have an emergency heart procedure. Oh. And, and when I heard those words, Jazz, Ooh. I was, I was I, it's like I, I was like just taken to another place. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. And the first thing I thought, my reaction were my kids. I'm like, what do I do? You know, my kids are with my parents. I know they're safe. But like, what do I do? What if something happens to me? And I don't know what's going on. Absolutely. And, and then uh, the doctor came in and the doctor says, we're, gonna, we're not going to wait. We're just going to take you in. We're going to do this procedure on you. Okay. We're just going to have to rough it out and go through the whole motion. And I'm like, I literally signed the papers. They said, yeah. you have to sign these papers. And I signed it. I said, you do whatever you have to do, <laughs> whatever you have to do. And they said, okay. That's terrifying. Man. It was terrifying. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. It really yeah. was. It was, it was terrifying. Man. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So for, the, for you to be like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I have some COVID symptoms and you know, I have a little bit of a fever. I'm having trouble breathing. And then to be like, yeah, it's your heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so, crazy because people people obviously have died from COVID, yes. but fit people like yourself, you know, their recovery is a little faster. Your chances are a little bit better, you know. Yeah. Um, me being a not so fit person, I did okay, and so you would be fine. And then for them to be, nah, it's your heart, and yeah. you're gonna get emergency surgery like right there. Yeah. What did you feel? It, uh, the well, first it wasn't surgery, thank God. Oh, so okay. it, it was a procedure, which a procedure. Uh, and the procedure is called uh, pericardial syntesis. Hmm. or it's also known as pericardial tap. So basically they take a catheter and a needle, right? And oh. they, they put it through your chest. I mean, it's, a, it's still a scary procedure. It's nothing, it, it's really overwhelming, but uh, they put, they put the, the needle through you and basically um, my the fluid got uh, my pericardium, which is the sac that uh, engulfs your heart, that's around yeah. your heart. It okay. got filled with this fluid from an outside source, like a bacteria or some kind of a virus, or mm-hmm. or, or from the flu. You know, that's one of the one of the options. Right. So it got in there, uh, it filled with fluid, and um, they had to drain it. So when they did that, they you know they took me to the room, they put me on the table, they, they moved me to the table, and uh, right. they, they they walked me through the whole procedure, and mm-hmm. um, I had the big light over my head, and I was just praying to God for my kids. I was just like, I just, please, I just want to see my kids again. I hope this is okay. And, um, they did the procedure and, uh, I, I didn't go under, they, they gave me some stuff and they gave me oxygen and they did, um, they put a, what do you call it? Like local uh, anesthetic? A local anesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then they did, they said, okay, you're going to feel pressure on your chest and, uh, you're going to have to breathe and, and work through it, which I did. So they did the procedure and they got it out. And the crazy part was at the very end, they, uh, they showed uh, the doctor was like, you're going to, I want to show you how much fluid you have. Oh, that's so gross. And, it, and, it, and he, and he was like, you're very, very lucky. And it, I believe it was like 1200 milliliters. I would have barfed right yeah, there. Yeah, it was I'd be like, Oh, thank you, doctor. <laughs> like, Jesus, what a jerk. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't a jerk. He was a great guy. He was great. He was great. But, uh, uh, <laughs> he showed it to me. He's like, you're very lucky. You came in as soon as you felt something, you came in. That's great. You go How much was it again? How much blue? 1200. He goes, you have 1200 no MLs. And I, I don't know. I was just like, yeah. what, what is that? But when he showed it to me, I was like, that's a lot. Was it like a, like a can of beer? It looked like, no, it looked, no, man. It was a reference, you know? It was like, it was like this big bag full of like liquid, uh, fluid and, and blood. It was red, oh, God. gooey, it was filled. And he's like, you're very lucky. We got it out. Uh, now comes the, you know, the recovery part. And I was like, thank you so much. Oh, I was just like, thank you so much. And, and instantly, I do have yeah. to say that when the procedure was over, I mean, my, my chest was very sore. Yeah, and I, I felt everything they did, but instantly inside, mm-hmm. it was like somebody removed all these weights off of my chest. Of course, yeah. It was like instant. And, and even that, now, yeah. even now, I feel nothing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it definitely was, it definitely was something that needed to be done. It was, it, it was the right call and, and, and like quickly done. How did your body feel when the procedure was done? Were you like sore? Like, yeah. I remember you, you, you. Previously, I tried to get you not to talk too much about it so we can talk about it here. But you mentioned something about when they pulled the the tube out of your chest. Do you Mm -hmm. remember? Mm -hmm. How how did that feel? That was the worst part. That was actually more intimidating than when the procedure happened. Because the procedure happened, I hit like a a rush. Like, okay, do what you got to do. You know, when you hit that danger zone, you're like, whatever you got to do, do it. I don't care if it's painful. 
but afterwards, um, I did. I spent four days at the hospital, and I remember when he came in finally to remove the catheter and everything because I had a bag mm. still. It was still draining for two oh, days yeah. after. It was still draining. Like I had a bag connected into me, and it was still draining liquid. I mean, fluid. Yeah. And uh, when he came in, he says, "Okay, we're we're going to remove this now." And I said, "Okay." And I remember my chest already being sore, and I knew everything. That thing was still inside me, so. Mm -hmm. He, he, he's a great doctor. He was really funny too, because he goes like jokingly, he said, I'm going to close the door because this might hurt a little bit. I remember oh. he said it and he said it in a, he said it in a very like, you know, nonchalant way. And I was like, okay, I, yeah, I, sure. I, can, I can handle it. And then, uh, and then he did it. And when he did it, uh, yeah, I, 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 I told him, I said, I remember saying, just keep pulling it out but I'm getting very lightheaded <laughs> and uh, I might pass out. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I just, I just saw like nurses coming in and this lady came in and put, uh, took alcohol, rubbing alcohol, yeah, yeah, she yeah. put it in my face and she's like, just breathe into this. And I was breathing and I was just Amen. sweating and sweating and he pulled it out and it was, it was very painful. It was, it felt like, I mean, the, the needle's big, but it's not as big as, it felt like a sword coming out of your chest. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> it just felt like a lot. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but it felt like a lot. I, yeah. So uh, he got it yeah, out, man. I suck at that stuff, man. Like yeah. I, I could get punched in the face. You know, I could bleed from all this stuff. You know, when we used to do martial arts and all that, you know, yeah. get pummeled, no problem. Yeah. But if it's something like, like, even when they take blood from me, I get lightheaded. I'm such a wuss. They took, okay, well. They I would have died if I were you. I would have been like, ah, I just vomited and like gone to sleep. <laughs> they, they, they took blood from me after the procedure at four yeah. in the morning every day. Oh, blood. I got so used to getting blood taken out. I got used to getting... They, took, they gave me a shot in my stomach. They gave me shots mm -hmm. in my arms. They gave me the everything. I mean, I had the works done. Like it was so many things. So, but by the last day, I was just like, they're like, oh, we gotta take your blood out. They would wake me up. We gotta take your blood out. And I just put my hand out. I'm like, just go. Yeah. You know, just do what you gotta do. You got. You, I got used to it by then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's a wild story, man. That's crazy. And I remember I I spoke to you. I think the day you got out of the hospital, right? Yeah. Yeah. I told you. I told you yeah. what happened. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. I couldn't uh, contact anyone. The only thing I did was I text my mom the night before the procedure, mm -hmm. before everything happened. I just said, uh, I have to stay here. They're doing check. They're, they're checking me. I have to stay at the hospital. Just watch my kids. Right. And, and I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want her to panic at, at, at such a late hour. And then my kids are there. So I just said, it's going to be okay. I just got to go through this procedure. Right. And then the next day I told her what the procedure was and what they had to do. And she was just like, Oh my God, like this is insane. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and cause it came out of nowhere. It really just came Ooh. out of nowhere. It was something that just, that just popped into my life. And I was like, you know, it's unexpected and, and, and uh, surreal. It still is surreal talking about it, you know? And now I'm recovering from it and not being able to, not even be, being able to take a long walk. I can't even walk. Yeah, walk. Let's, talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. They said you can't have salt, right? What else? Uh, let's go oh, over. Uh, well, the sodium intake has to be very low now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sugars, obviously. I, all of the, I have to eat as healthy as possible, which I have been. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm enjoying it. I actually like that part because it's been very helpful. Um, okay. But I, I, I'm just restricted from, you know, doing anything right now. I think it's a, like a four to six week recovery time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, no, nothing extraneous, no running, obviously, no jogging or obviously no weightlifting or, or martial arts training or anything like that. 
just, yeah, yeah. just stretching, breathing, and, and, and not trying to move too much or, or too fast. Just control. Uh, how's your how's your diet going? Like, what are you what are you eating typically? Uh, typically vegetables. Mm -hmm. Like veg boiled? Uh, well, it depends really. I like everything cold. You know. Oh, I like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I love salads, so I'm just getting used to salads. I do eat some fish, like tilapia, you know, salmon, a little piece of like chicken breast and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of water. Uh, I get to drink cranberry juice, which is good. I do like cranberry okay. juice. Um, and then just like plain toast and almond butter, like sodium free, sugar free. Everything. That doesn't sound too bad, man. It's not, man. I, I have nothing to complain. Man, the fact that I'm still talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that I have nothing to complain about. And most importantly of all, they said no more alcohol. Yeah, there's no alcohol. Which is um, insane. So for yeah. that, this oh, one's for you, bro. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to be that way for, for a while. <laughs> okay, I could drink for the both of us. Okay, deal. That's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's going to be a big change for you. I mean, not that you drank that much anyways or anything. Yeah. But yeah. Just, just to, I mean, you're 40 years old. Yeah. You're a healthy person. And yeah. now they're like, hey, no salt, no sugar, no alcohol. No yeah. exercise. That's crazy. I mean, what we, we used to do for fun is go to, I don't know, any wing place, have some wings, have a couple beers, some shots of tequila. It's no not going to happen anymore. Now yeah. we can, we're just going to eat celery. Well, well, me, you're saying we. I'll, I'll eat it. I don't, I'm not going to eat chicken wings in front of you, man. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's a trade-off, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it was a wake-up call for me. So uh, when everything happened, okay, I... I realized that uh, I, I was, I, I continued to think growing up that I was in control of my life. Mm -hmm. And then when that happened and realizing that it doesn't matter how healthy you think you are, mm -hmm. anything can happen to you and you better, mm -hmm. you better like open your eyes to it. Walking away from that, I, I learned the hardest lesson and I was just like first grateful that, that I'm here and that I get to see my kids. But yeah. also at the same time, I'm like, okay, now what do I have to do? never to experience that again and yeah. whatever, whatever sacrifice or whatever you know diet i have to do or whatever i have to do i'm going to do it with a smile on my face yeah you know? for sure, man. yeah and it's it, it's definitely it's definitely brought in my mind as to i am 40 i'm mm -hmm. not i'm not uh, invulnerable to anything anymore like right. you said you know we grew up doing martial arts we, mm -hmm. used to, we used to put our bodies through hell oh my god and we, the next day we got up and we bounced back up we used to do crazy stuff. Remember, we used to climb to the, the top of the roofs and the sedanos and all the gravels. That we, we could have just fallen off of that and died. You know, sedanos, we we're crazy. Sedanos, okay, to anyone listening, Sedanos is a, is a grocery, a Spanish grocery store based in Miami. Yes. Um, and uh, that's where uh, the martial arts academy that we trained at, my brother's martial arts academy, was at. So yeah. that's, what, that's what Jazz is talking about. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it was like a shopping complex. And yeah. uh, the school was one of the little, like, complexes, which now is a wing stop, which is crazy. <laughs> Ironically, now is a wing stop, isn't and it? And we funny? love wings, so it's like, yeah, maybe we should, I don't know. But yeah, those were great times, man, training outside. I remember when I was learning Eagle Claw from you, I was yeah. doing Eagle Claw outside in the rain. Yeah. And uh, I had to, like, learn how to do, like, all the windmills, and I would use the puddle yeah. to, like, when I would do my stomps to, like, get the water to come up, and that's how I knew I was doing it with enough strength. And uh, I remember we used to break tiles in the back. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. Okay. We used to find tiles in the garbage, like, like thick tiles. And then you would be like, all right, grab it and like open palm, strike it. And it's like, oh okay, cool. God. Boom. And I'll smash it. And he's like, okay, get two and do the same thing. Yeah. Boom. And we just smash them. I remember I cut open my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> nasty, nasty. And I think, uh, I forgot what we had. We had like, like, I think it was like athletic tape or something. 
Like we cleaned it with alcohol, wrapped and it in athletic it tape. And yeah, and then we just kept training. <laughs> <laughs> we're crazy, man. We were crazy. We were young. We were crazy. Yeah. And, and, and we were like at the top of our game, man. And, and martial arts, right. it really was our life. Like we, we were Absolutely. dedicated. We were dedicated to it. I mean, mm-hmm. martial arts was such a big thing for us. And, it's, and I mean, it's still part of our life. Yeah. But now, now we have other things involved in our life. You of course. Know? But, but back then, it was singular. It was just like, wake up, yeah. train. Wake mm-hmm. up, train. That's yeah. it, man. I, I was in high school uh, when I started training with you guys. So yeah. I didn't have a job. You know, I just would go, you know, go to school. Uh, on Fridays, I had band practice. But when it wasn't Friday, I would go to Kung Fu school. And I would stay there all night until yeah. we closed. Yeah. That was my life. Yeah. But let, let's talk more about that in a later episode. This episode okay. is about you today. Okay, so I want the audience to know everything you felt, everything you went through, everything you suffered so that we can have a better picture. I mean, something like this has to change the way that you look at life, right? Your vulnerability, your, you know, like you said, we grew up thinking we were invincible. Mm -hmm. You know, I sometimes still feel like that. And I'm 37. Like when I had COVID, I was like, this ain't, this ain't shit. This is nothing. Tell, tell me a little bit about that, your experience with COVID. How long, okay. how long okay. it took for you to get well, through that? Well, um, I had the business meeting with Carlos and his wife. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm rebranding their logo. They have a company called Mesa, mm-hmm. and they make croquetas, uh, hamburgers, uh, awesome tacos. And they're working out of the kitchen of MIA Brewery in Doral. Mm-hmm. And they're doing amazing. And Carlos is one of my oldest friends. And he told me he wanted to redo their logo. I'm a graphic designer. Uh, actually, I was the sponsor of your first episode both lines that's right yeah um shout out to me at (laughs) thick bold lines instagram check me out if you guys need uh design work or if you want to buy some cool merch for me Um, yeah get the plug hey that hey i'm the sponsor of this episode too what's up you're a sponsor man (laughs) yeah and uh natural ice is the sponsor (laughs) yeah um so i was meeting with him and uh, we were coming up with a design we're gonna do like a like a you know like the virgin mary Mm -hmm but she's like undead and she's going to be holding like a croqueta, which is like people that don't know what a croqueta is. It's a Cuban kind of like a pastry. It's a ham paste wrapped in like this, like breading and it's like flash fried or deep fried and they're delicious. Um, So she was going to be holding one of those and we were just talking and at MIA, I used to work there. Right. And um, Eddie, who is the owner came by, he's like, Hey jazz, how you been? Here's one of our new beers. Let's try it. So I take my mask off and I'm drinking the beer. And then Carlos is like, oh, you got to try this one. And we're like, cool. So we're like six beers in and we're just drinking these awesome beers. MIA is the shit. If you, anybody's in Doral, make sure you check out MIA Beer Company. And my mask is off. And we're not six feet. He's on the other side of the table. And he had COVID. And his wife had COVID. So I got it. Uh. And he calls me and I'm, I'm shivering and I'm like, what's going on? And he tells me, yeah, I feel like crap. His wife actually ended up going to the hospital. Oh, man. Yeah, her, her O2 levels went really low and it was very bad. Um, I got lucky. I just had that one day really, really bad. I had the fevers. I had the chills. I had the, the pressure on my chest like what you were having. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I was good, but I was still testing positive so that I couldn't go back to work. Right, right. So I was working um from home essentially doing logos and stuff for people and that helped me keep the lights on you know but i couldn't go to my nine to five job uh you know um but i felt fine i had zero symptoms i I, you know i mean i'm like i will die when i choose to die like i'm like this crazy viking like you know you look look like a viking i do yeah (laughs) and i'm cuban which is hilarious so i'm like a cuban viking 
Um, but I, 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 that's my mentality. It's like nothing is going to defeat me unless I allow it to defeat me, which I learned from the Kung Fu school. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't work like that when you have COVID, you know? Yeah. So I can be mentally as strong as I want, but my lungs said otherwise. Yeah. So when I finished my two, three weeks of having COVID or whatever, um, I started having issues breathing. And uh, luckily, I have a really good friend who allowed me to use her nebulizer and this thing called albuterol. And I started doing that. And that really helped uh, make my lungs a lot stronger. I was able to go back to work, which my job is like half a technical job and half a physical job because I do a lot of printing and I have to move rolls of canvas yeah. that are 50 pounds each. Yeah. And I was taking two rolls at a time, you know, so I was like, I'm getting stronger and getting stronger. But when I go up and down the stairs, I'm like, whoa, this is hard. Right. Um, so it's getting better. Um, the initial experience of COVID was smooth. It was like if I was on vacation, wow. which is crazy because yeah. I have Dio. Remember Dio? Yeah. Uh, CrossFit genius, super fit guy, six packs all year long, you know, yeah. even when he eats cake, yeah. uh, it destroyed him. Yeah. It almost killed him. He told me, he, he's like, I don't know, man, I don't know how you're going to do it because I'm, I'm this shape and you're not. And I said, cool, man, let's see. And I was fine. So it, like, it's, a roll of, it's a roll of the dice, bro. You you're know, lucky, man, it is because it's, it's just, it's just insane when you think about it. And there's mm -hmm. people, people that I've known that have died, you know, yeah. People in uh, Natalia's family that have died, my wife, likewise, likewise. and uh, one of my best friends, Tim, and his family, they have died. So people that we know have died, you know, and uh, so I got really lucky, man. And uh, obviously, when all this was over, I saw things very differently. Yeah. I saw my mortality very differently. Yeah. And um, I kind of had the opposite effect that you had because you started to really value everything, Right. And I started to think the complete opposite of, I need to go balls to the wall while I can, because at any moment I can die. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. but you, you know, you and I have very different philosophies for life, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. So that's me. I'm, I want to, I want to push the gas to the red until I'm dead. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's very different. Let, let's focus on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's really is just a horrible, horrible thing, you know, that so many people, have passed from this and uh and people we know and people we don't know i mean it's just yeah. it's uh, you know they're all in my prayers you know and, and 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 again you should be very grateful that you you were not only definitely am. did you get through it but the the symptoms didn't affect you as much as it did a lot of other people so that's Absolutely. great man that, that that that's really great and and, and i'm it glad was just that, luck man you know I'm, I'm glad that you're okay i'm glad that you're okay that's all that matters that you're okay thanks you know, yeah. you got your kids, you know, you got your woman. So I'm, I'm very happy that you're okay. But, um, yeah, I, I do understand the whole like balls to the wall thing that you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I understand that in, in a sense. Uh, I, I mean, you, you start to really look at the future and think, okay, uh, before anything you thought, Oh, I got so much time. Yeah. I got so much time. I can do, I have plenty of time to do what I want, but now yeah. it's like, Hmm. How yeah. much time do you really have, you know? Absolutely. You don't yeah. know. You don't know. You're, you're not held accountable for that. So now it's like, okay, what do I do so I don't waste my days anymore? 100%. You know? yeah, 100%. If you're not yeah. spending today, like, to everything that you do right now should be focusing on, on where you want to be tomorrow. You understand? That's why I go balls to the wall. If they tell me I'm dead tomorrow, I'm going to do everything I can to be as successful right now. Absolutely. So that when I'm gone, not only do people say, yo, jazz was crazy, 
but he was a hardworking guy and he did everything he can to provide for his family. Yeah, you know? of course. And I want to achieve as much right now, today, this second, this minute with the gas all the way down because I don't know what I have tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So if I get a, a, a graphic design client, I want to finish that right away. I want to yeah. make sure that they're happy right away. If I have a fitness goal, my goal is to do it right now. I want to get as fast and as powerful as I can right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a reckless type of thing. It's almost like a, I have my lifespan is this much. Yeah. So I have only this much time mm-hmm. to achieve the goals that I have. So I want to go as hard as I can all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. Savage. I you understand. know, I understand. Yeah. That's, that's a strong mentality, man. And, and you, you, you should, you should definitely Absolutely. create that path where you're heading toward a place where you're productive and, mm-hmm. uh, and you're taking care of your family, man. You're doing what Absolutely. you gotta do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, trying to do as many things as possible, wear as many hats as possible, uh, right. get as good as, as many things as possible, gain as much knowledge as possible, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, I think, I'm not saying people should follow this. I, this is what I do. And if right. it works for you, cool, yeah. you know? Um, but, but going back to you, you know, okay. you have had to slow down. Yeah. Literally. So literally slow down. You yeah. know? Yeah. So you started a new job at the hospital. Yeah, right before everything happened, I started yeah. working at this hospital and I was very lucky to get that position and they've been very supportive on my That's recovery awesome. and they're wonderful people and I, I honestly can't wait to resume as soon as the uh, doctor gives me the approval, you know, yeah, to man. get back to work. I can't wait to resume and, and start making some money again and then helping out at the mm-hmm. hospital and help and, and just working and, and feeling uh, a sense of normalcy again, you know. Right. And what's really interesting, too, is that you were at a point similar to myself where you were trying to accelerate everything. You're starting a podcast. You're starting a new career. You know, you're trying to get more uh, a physical therapy type experience. Yeah. You know, you're really ramping it up. And then mm-hmm. this happens to you and you really got to bring it down. Yeah. And in a way and in a way, philosophically and spiritually, I see it as 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 I see it as God saying, OK, you know, you're putting way too much on your plate and you're not focusing on what's important, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your family time, your, 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 your uh, self-care, your health, you know, you're, you're, you're too occupied with all of these things that really don't matter in the end because I I do work and I have always worked and I, and and I do like to study and I Mm -hmm. do like to, I do like to progress career wise, obviously, but I was putting that as my priority. And now it's like, no, your priority is taking care of yourself. Life. Life. You cannot take care of your kids if you're not taking care of yourself. So slow down. So the Mm -hmm. the slow down thing really kicked in. And uh, as impatient as I want to be, like there are times where I want to get out of the bed and go for a walk outside, like a long walk. I know that I I can't. I know that I have to wait. You know, I can take a little walk in the backyard, but that's about it. Like I have to, I have to be patient. And I have to, you know, I'm taking this time now to look within myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and as, as nightmarish as that event was for me, I'm trying to find, or I have found the, you know, the, the, the benefits from it, which is, you know, slowing down my life, appreciating my life, appreciating my children, um, developing a more spiritual connection with God, developing a more spiritual connection for myself. These are all things that I was lacking, you know, I was lacking so many things. And at the age of 40, like, and anyone who's listening to this, like there's so many times in your life that you start to, you start to lose your direction. 
and you start to think of other things or maybe or maybe the wrong thing is going on in your head and and you really don't know what to do and and, and you feel like you just it's kind of like you're you're swimming in the ocean but do you feel like something's pulling you down the whole time and uh so so it, it's important it's important to to find a foundation where you can build something positive for yourself and that's that's all i want now all i think about is just i want to do something positive i want to find you know an outlet where i can help people now like i, I i'm really looking i mean i've always been that person that really wants to put my best foot forward even yeah. though I, I've made a thousand mistakes, even though I've done everyone has, yeah, everyone has, you know, I've done a lot yeah. of dumb things, you but know, but you, ha you have it, you have this podcast. Well, you have yeah. People yeah. access to you, to your mind, to your way of thinking, you know, yeah. like this moment for you of slowing down is like you said, a real moment for you to reflect in internally Yes. and understand how you can improve. Not in the way you were doing before by overworking yourself, by right. putting on every hat you can and doing everything you can, yeah. but by being the best father you can, yeah. by being the best Danny that you can. Yeah. And that's important too, you know? And that's what the, that's, that was already the essential idea of this podcast. The podcast is just to talk to friends and people yeah. that, are, that are in different uh, careers and different paths in life and just get, you know, their experiences and what they've learned Definitely. from their lives. And I think it's important for anyone who's listening to because so many times that we feel alone or we feel like we're the only ones experiencing these negativities. Yeah. But when you listen to like a good podcast or you listen to like something on like, let's say you watch a YouTube video where someone's talking about, you know, uh, you know, spirituality or motivation or anything, then you realize, Oh, I'm not the only person going through these things. Of course. You know, everyone is going yeah. through something. Everybody is yeah. going through something. And there is a, there is always a way out of it, you know? And, and everybody's connected Everybody's in that, connected. right? That, yeah. that we all suffer. We all suffer. Yeah. And we all can bond over that. Like, Hey, when I was in this down place, this is what I did and what helped me. Yeah. You know, and you can help people out of that hole by saying, hey, I mean, right now you can't work out. But in other times in your life where you were down, that helped you hitting the gym, hitting the bag, going for a run. Yeah. Right. That is something that can help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That mentality. Yeah. And um, and and uh, and and also finding that balance between uh, focusing on yourself. So you're focusing yeah. on, OK, let's say obviously you want to take care of your body, take care of your, of, of your mind. Right. But. Yes while you're doing that at the same time you can always find who else you can spread this out with who you can help as well so right. for for me my my next step is okay now i want to find a community that i can be beneficial for like i can help people do something whatever it is i can help i yeah. I, I don't want it just to be uh thinking about what i need now now i now it's going to be like outwardly I, I really want to use my time on this planet to, to help as many people as I can in any Definitely. way I can. And, and, and just by us talking about these things, maybe somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, you can have it one or two ways. Somebody's listening to this and they're like, Oh, whatever. I don't give a shit about this. Or yeah. there's, or you can have somebody who's going through like a really bad day and then mm -hmm. they hear this and they laugh a little bit and they're like, Hey, these two guys, they're going through stuff that I went through, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. They, do, they do all struggles like we do. You know? I think it's more of the latter, more people, because we're just two friends having a conversation, right? Right, right? And people do this every day, if they're lucky. Every day. Some people don't. Yeah. But us having this and people listening and being able to be a part of this shows that we're all connected. We're all the same. Yeah. We all go through ups and downs. You know, yeah. not all of us have near-death experiences. Some of us have, some of us haven't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But 
like you said, oh, I want to focus on, you know, building something that gives back. Bro, you are already doing that. You're doing that right now. You remember that movie? I can't remember the movie, but it said, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, I think, no, wasn't that, that was a, <laughs> was a movie about field, baseball. That was Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Yes, right. Yeah. He, he was like going to build like a stadium or something, right? Yeah. That, right. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's what it is. If you build it, they will come. They will, mm. th- th- your energy, your effort will magnetize people to it, right? Yeah. This yeah. is only your second episode, man. This is only my second episode. Don't play yourself short, you know? <laughs> so you're building it and people will come. People will gravitate towards this, towards yeah, these yeah. natural conversations that friends are having with each other, um, experiences that we're sharing with everyone, really, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and this is important. It's good to share these experiences. Um, you know, for a long time, I always thought that sharing what you're feeling is, is a sign of weakness, but it's actually the complete opposite sharing what you're feeling uh, good and bad or, or questioning things, being able to talk about it. That's the strongest thing you could ever do. I mean, that's the bravest thing you could ever do. My, my daughter, uh, I encourage her to write because she, when she has her, she's feeling sad or she's feeling frustrated. I, she, I, I used to watch her. She would grab uh, her, her markers and start like, scribbling stuff. And then I would say, what are you writing? What are you writing? And she would show me and she would be writing exactly how she felt inside. Mm. So I would tell her, I would say, just keep writing it and then, and then read it to me. And then, and then anytime she's feeling really like frustrated about something or upset, she writes it in her little journal and then she'll come to me and she'll read it to me. She'll say, Papa, this is how I feel. And she'll read it to me. And you know what? I just listen. All I do is listen to her. Nice. And after that, she gives me a hug and she feels so much better because you're able to get something out of you. You're yeah. Able to, yeah, you're able to get some, something that's lurking inside you that kind of feels like an anchor. It, but it's toxic to keep it inside. It's toxic to keep it inside. So, so it is, it, it's a powerful tool. Communication is really a powerful tool. And that's why I think podcasts are so important and so beneficial to people because communicating is so, I, I don't know, it, it, it's got this, it's got this, uh, like this, like this. I would know, say it's uh, very therapeutic. Yeah, it's, it's got a therapeutic energy to it, you know, Absolutely, yeah. you know, listening to people have conversations about certain mm-hmm. things, you always walk away from it and you're like, wow, I feel a little bit better now, you know, yeah. and I like that. It's kind of like music, you know, when you listen to music, sure. certain songs make you feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah but uh, the, the difference between something like music and like a podcast is that not everybody can play music, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody can appreciate music, but yeah. everybody, not everybody, but the majority of human beings speak. Right. And communicate with each other. And if you're lucky, you've got a friend to talk to, right? Yeah, yeah. So that is something that a lot of people can bond with. Right. You know? Yeah, and like you right. said, it's that's a right. therapy. Like right now you're going through therapy, but mm-hmm. it's just public. We're talking about it and, and other people can uh, experience it with you and, yeah. uh, and see if it's something, if they can pull something from that, you know? Yeah. Take something positive away from it. That's all, that's all this podcast is, is going to be about. It's just you take something positive from it. You learn yeah. a little bit something new from somebody else. Definitely. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I intend for. Yeah, man. You know, and in, in the future, obviously, hopefully you'll get some cool scientists, you know? Yes. Um, I would love. I would, I would my, my dream yeah. would be to have uh, Neil, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, man. Oh, man. Dude, that, that can I co-host my, that one? Yeah, that, yeah. I got all kinds of questions for that guy. <laughs> that would be my dream. He, he's like my number. He's like number one on my list so far. I really, oh, I would cool. love to talk to him. I would love yeah. to, I would love to talk to uh, Russell Brand. 
Russell Brand is someone that I really admire. I love the way he changed his entire life. Um, he's such a strong spiritual person, but he's, he, he really just, he really uh, exemplifies like all his weaknesses and puts it out there for people to see that, yeah, he goes through all of these things as well. Yeah. And, he, and he shows them how he gets through it, you know? And I love that. I love when you can put yourself there and say, hey man, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. Yeah. You know, but I'm trying to get somewhere better. You know? Yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool episode. Yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> if we can if we can make that happen, that would be super cool. You gotta start somewhere, man. Yeah, but we're only on episode two. Only on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by like episode hundred or something, you know. We'll get People's... we'll get to we'll get to hundred one day, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you got you got a, a good supportive group of friends behind you, so. Oh, thank you, man. We're, we're gonna do everything we can to make you successful, bro. And uh, that's another thing. That another thing is the, the support system. I'm glad you just said that because uh, yeah. everyone needs a support system. And, oh, and I, of course. I, I, am so in, I am so grateful that I have you in my life, that I have yeah, my, cu- my cousins and my family, people yeah. that just, I mean, when everything happened, like they were calling the, my, my hospital room to check up on me. Yeah, they were awesome. texting me, sending me things. And, and, and it's just, you, you have to find a strong support system. You know, it, it's not good to face things alone. Oh, man. But you, you, you know. You, yeah. we're born alone and we die alone but a- along the way we make friends yeah you know and it's important to keep those relationships because that's almost what molds and defines us yeah. as humans as people you know friends of mine that have died i'll never forget those moments that i had with them and that has shaped me to better appreciate conversations that we're having right now yeah you know yeah. so like like you said support is huge surrounding yourself with people that are going to make you better surrounding yourself with people that give a crap about you you know not people that just want to take from you yeah exactly and um that's it's important it's positive it's good it's positive it's positive one one of the things i i try to instill in my kids is uh as they get older you know they're 11 and 9 now i have a my son jacob and my daughter autumn this is to anyone who's listening Mm -hmm. so you guys know um that uh i i try to remind them as much as i possibly can you know, to, to, to make sure they have their friends, their support system. And, 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 and I, I let them know, you know, you're going to go through people that aren't going to be nice to you. Oh yeah. You're going to go through people that are, are, are going to try to like hurt you, unfortunately, you know, sure. or, or, or things happen. And I, and I, and I tell them, don't, you know, first off, don't, don't put yourself in, in, in their, I guess, don't put yourself on their level. You understand? Like you got to just, you, you move away from that. You keep pushing forward. You know, not everyone is going to be on, on, on the same page as you. Not everyone is going to be uh, on your team, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to live a life where you're like, Oh, okay, well, why don't they like me? Cause it's not about being liked. It's just yeah. about, it's about being honest with yourself Definitely. And, and, and trying to be a decent person. Like that's, that's the goal. Be honest a- and be decent. There's a band called AFI that I used to listen to a lot when I was yeah. a teenager. Yeah, I know. AFI. And uh, <laughs> they have this one lyric that has really stuck to me. It's, it says, uh, with growing pride, I wear my scars. And that's how it is with life. You're going to find people that are going to break your heart. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to find people that are going to betray you. You're going to yeah. find people that are going to lie to you. But yeah. these are all scars and they add to the thickness of your armor, to your skin, you know, yeah. 
And it's important to experience these things. It's important to experience, again, we're talking about suffering. It's important to experience suffering, fear, pain, loss, yeah. because that builds you as a person. Yeah. It makes you stronger and it makes you appreciate the things that you have. And it's all about the, that's all of those things. That's the human experience, man. Absolutely. You, you can't yeah. have one without the other. Absolutely. There is no happiness without sadness. There that's is no true. good without evil, you know, and it's important for us to experience these things, you know, the, like you, you almost died, <laughs> you know, you, well, not, you went from <laughs> one to the other, you know, I love how you just say it like that. Like you almost died, man. You did. <laughs> you almost died. If I didn't, if, if I, from what I was told, if I didn't go in that day, it, it, it would have been like maybe a, a two or three days later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have, I, I could have had a really a heart failure or a stroke. Something really terrible would have happened. Yeah. It, if, I mean, I know you, we've been friends for a long time and you can be kind of stubborn when it comes to, Oh, I'm fine. I'll sleep it off yeah. or whatever. If you would have done that, you yeah. would have died. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been, that's yeah. it. Yeah. The fact so, that I, the fact that I, I, I just knew it, I just, I felt it. And I said, no, I'm not taking any chance. My, kid, my kids are right across from me. And I said, there's no way I'm going to risk anything. And I just said, as terrifying as it is to go to the hospital, feeling the way I felt, waiting yeah. for them to tell you this is not good. I said, I, I have to go. I have to you're, you're a much braver man than me. <laughs> you, I would have been like, I'm like, you, oh, give me another beer, whatever. And then dead. <laughs> <laughs> we would have, uh, we would have had a Viking. You know, we should. Yeah. There, there's a, a state. <laughs> there's a state now that's doing that. That makes it legal. I forgot which one it was. Oh my where God. They put weird. the body on a boat and they light it up and everybody's like, you know, playing music and getting trashed. Yeah. Um, that's what I want for sure. That's, a, that's what you <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. I want to be put on a, like, you know, a boat. It doesn't have to be a nice boat. It's going to get burned, you know? Yeah. It's a cheapy boat. Uh, <laughs> light it up. Ooh, it's on fire. And they're and everybody's like, I don't know, playing bagpipes and like playing heavy metal and stuff in the background and people Bad taking pipes. shots of tequila. Oh I don't know. God. Bring all the instruments you got. You know, like <laughs> this is a moment of celebration, you know? Uh, yeah. That's what I want. I want people to remember me like that. That guy. Just yeah. All out. Yeah. All yeah. out. You know? Held no punches, gave zero fucks, and brought it every day. You that's do. me. You that's do. what I do. Yeah. That's I, don't, I only have one mode and that's it like yeah. beast mode 100 percent. like that i don't i don't know how to be like any other way yeah yeah and it works for me you know like whatever i'm not rich or anything but yeah i'm happy yeah i'm happy um yeah my friends love me um my kids love me i'm doing something right you know yeah and for you too man you know uh, you have a huge family that cares about you to all your friends love you you know you've always been a great friend at least to me, you have. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but to me, you have. And, um, you know, it's, it would be a huge shame for you to leave this world, you know? Oh, yeah, no. Because not, there's not right so now. much more that, that you got to do, man. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think that's the whole purpose now. It's, uh, you know, I, like you said, I, there, it, I came to a point where, yeah, my, I, I was very close to the light. You know, I was very close to, to really something terrible or something fatal would have happened. So... Mm -hmm. now it's like knowing that okay there there is i'm still here and i find mm -hmm. it i find it that that's that's god saying you 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 have more to do there's you know? more yeah and, you're, um, you're building something new right now not, yeah not only your career but your podcast and whatever other art you get into you know yeah. uh we were talking recently about making short films for fun oh, yeah yeah that would be we fun. gotta do this bro you almost died we gotta get this going come on <laughs> how much more time you got left 
Uh, maybe 40 more years, hopefully. <laughs> maybe, but we got to get these movies going now because you could yeah. be dead tomorrow. You it, know? Would, it would be fun. We just got to come up with some fun ideas. That would be cool. Oh, that's, the, that's, that's the easy part. Yeah, I think you know? that would be super cool. Yeah, was, dude. <laughs> awesome. Do you have a, you know, talking about the Viking thing, do you have okay. a... <laughs> Do you have a like a Viking sword like with you? Like, cause I imagine you like <laughs> walking around with like a Viking sword and nice. just like at, at work or something. Like, you know, no, <laughs> they don't let me bring swords to work. <laughs> but I, I think I'd be more of an axe guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, like you're a really big, heavy yeah, axe. You're, you're a big guy, so you'd have a big axe with you. Big axe, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be yeah, cool. with like skulls in it and stuff. <laughs> skulls like in the blade. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. I think that would be dope. But no, I don't. And I, now that you mention it, uh, I do plan on getting some. What do you mean? Like an axe? Yeah, an axe, a shield, <laughs> a sword. Why not? I keep having it in my background. I'm in space right now. Yeah, you are in space. You know? I could, be, I could have a Viking armory in the background, but I don't. I'm in space. I'm chilling in space. You know? <laughs> For people that are just listening. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this on Zoom, right? And on Zoom, you can select your own backgrounds, and I'm a goofball, and I selected a uh, space as my background. It's nice, though. It's a nice background. Thank you. Thank Much you. more interesting. <laughs> You're the, the living room. <laughs> it's just a room, man. It's just a room, man. Hey, but these, uh, these are humble beginnings, bro. Did you uh, did you trim the beard? Because I, I yeah, I did. Good. I did. I did trim it. Uh, it has more of like a round shape to it. I did it myself. Yeah. Uh, I looked up some videos on YouTube how to do yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, man. Thank you. I did trim the beard. I was uh, <laughs> changing the subject. I was listening to uh, I, I, <laughs> I was listening to uh, to Bill Burr. I like Bill Burr's stand up. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's he's one of my favorite stand up comedians, man. I, I've always, man. I think the top profession would be comedians, man. Like I think comedians have oh. it. Like I admire them so much. I mean, who's your comedians. favorite? Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, I mean, I love Bill Burr. I think he's fantastic. Uh, that's yeah. a tough one, man. I would probably say I think Chappelle. Chappelle. Chappelle has always been it for me. He's such a, he's like a, he's like a very funny professor, you know, like he's so smart and, yeah. and a lot of his jokes are very intelligent and, mm -hmm. uh, but the way he executes everything, I just, I really, I really love, uh, Dave Chappelle. I love Chappelle. I love his insight. I love his little bit of filth, you know, yeah. Yeah. I love his, uh, his timing. I, I feel that Dave Chappelle is kind of like the Richard Pryor of my generation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody that really, push the envelope of comedy, of consciousness, of society, and of things like that. Yeah. And uh, he's amazing. Uh, but I'm also a very huge fan of Bill Burr. I think he has no filter, and he gives zero fucks, and he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's a very angry and passionate man. Yeah, I which, think I, he, he seems like a great guy. Like, I've seen him yeah. do, do interviews and stuff, so I, I understand. Yeah. I think the anger comes out of, like, him just, like, frustrated from what he's, he's seeing. Passionate. What yeah. he's observing, so he's passionate yeah. about being like, hey, man, this is what's yeah. wrong here, you know? He's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. I love him. Uh, yeah. Also, Joe Rogan is hilarious. Yeah. Um, his his insights on stuff are really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I, think Joe, I, I think Joe Rogan has got, obviously, the greatest podcast on the planet. Absolutely. And, and I love, I just love that he uh, really, like, everyone that's on his podcast, he, he, he creates a, like an environment for them to, to, to feel like they can openly discuss whatever, Anything. you know, whether they agree or disagree. And I love that he's just open-minded to everything. And he's, and he's very, mm -hmm. and he's very interested in what they're talking about. And it, I find it wonderful, man. I think that's great. That's awesome. He had Bernie Sanders on the show. Yeah. 
And then, and then, like a couple episodes later, he had like some conservative person on the show. You know, yeah, like man. how he, cool is that? I love that. I love, and I and uh, he just had a uh, Brian Green, uh, who's a physicist and mathematician. Oh, wow. He's wonderful. Like he does cosmology. He talks about like all these things and about the universe. He's got a a great book that I just bought called Until the End of Time, mm. and uh, it's just it's a super cool book, man. I actually have it here. Hold on. All right. Let's see. Oh, cool, man. Brian Green. Brian Green. Brian Green, man. He's just, uh, he's another, I'm a fan of his as well. He's another person I would love to, I would just yeah. love like five, 10 minutes talking to that guy. Oh, man. I really enjoy uh, his episodes where he's speaking to like MMA fighters. Yeah. You know, like he had a really good one recently with uh, Max Holloway mm -hmm. and he had a, another really good one with Leon Edwards. And um, it's really fun speaking with those people because it kind of takes me back to when we were kids, you know, when we used to fight every week, every day. Yeah. And just that mentality of like, I got to get stronger. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I, I really like kind of bond with those guys because of those experiences that you and I shared, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and watching UFC and things like that. Like I'm trying to get you more into the UFC <laughs> um, because it's amazing what they're doing with jujitsu, with, of course, yeah. with, with tie boxing, with kickboxing, with boxing, yeah. like they're mixing everything. And it's really like the future of martial arts. You know, it's, it's an amazing and beautiful thing. Yeah. It's also yeah. extremely violent, but that comes with the territory. You know, there is the martial part of the art. Yeah. And there is war, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there is beauty in war, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan too. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, man. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so today, what have you eaten today? Today? Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, uh, I had, actually, I had a, today I had a tuna sandwich. Oh. Yeah, I had a tuna sandwich on wheat toast and uh, drinking water. But when you make the tuna, um, you could use mayo? Like, like what's going on with that? I, I keep it clean. I put But veggies. just out the can? Yeah, I, I, I drain it out. I put it on there. I mean, you, you could put, like, light mayo and stuff. It's not that strict. But okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to be uh, – I'm just trying to be strict on myself right now for the time being. Yeah. Later, later on down the road, once I feel healthy or, uh, healthier and once I feel, like, more – more together than then you'll I'll add just, some mustard yeah then i'll just start adding mustard. <laughs> hey tuna with uh, spicy brown mustard is pretty good no it is good it is good yeah. i do like mustard <laughs> yeah. tuna and, and like a slice of cheese but uh that'll be later no. down the road you know all right but, man yeah man I'm, I'm doing i'm doing good it's just it's 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 just a journey you know it's a recovery what journey. about what about all your fitness goals man like what, what's the plan uh first get better and yeah. then later on, once the doctor says I can start doing more activities. You're just going to walk. Yeah. The first thing yeah. I'll start doing is just taking a little bit of longer walks. Yeah. And then continue stretching. I, I think I'm going to wait on the jogging for, a, a, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I'm assuming maybe two or three months because I want to yeah. make sure that everything is back to normal for me. But you can start back your, uh, remember you were doing the hot yoga? Yeah, I was doing uh, yoga. I would love to do again. I, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yoga. Would I think be that would help you a lot. Yeah, especially I, with your flexibility and just making you feel stronger, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not too strenuous physically because you're not lifting weights, you're not running, you're not hitting a bag, you know. Yeah, but the isometric training in, in the yoga, that's that's tough, man. It's really tough holding your body. Yeah, weight and, you're right. Yeah, holding the posi positions, positions and stuff. That's really tough. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe yoga is not a good start then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you should do uh, Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> tai Chi, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back at all of this, um, right. do you think it made you 
stronger? Do you think it made you more patient? Like what's coming away from all of this? What is, what is the, the grand package? What, what happened? Uh, how, how have you improved from this? Improving as far as internally or, or yeah, I would say um, just uh, more of a, a self-awareness. There's a, there's a self-awareness and there's also a, 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 a value a value to my life so it's more of a it's more of a walking away from that saying i am so grateful that it wasn't as bad as it could have been absolutely or, man. or as terrible as it could have been and i am so grateful that i am committed to making sure that every day look my, my process now is i wake up in the morning mm -hmm. i i get on one knee and i pray to god and i thank him and I, I, this is what I've been doing ever since I, the procedure. I, I get on my knee and I say, why, why one knee? Why one knee? Because it yeah. hurts to get on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure God is like, Hey, you know, yeah. it's all right. It's your now. break. Yeah. <laughs> two, two knees later. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I, I get on my knee and I thank him and I, and That's I, great, I, I thank God and I, and, and I thank God that I'm alive and, uh, and then I, I ask him to continue to heal me. And then I, I, I ask him to give me, uh, you know, a, a sense of uh, direction and what I need to do for the day. So uh, before you, this happened to you, were, were you ever like that spiritual? Because I don't remember you being that spiritual. No, I was, uh, huh. I, was I mean, I'm Catholic. I was born Catholic and, and I've always, uh, you know, I, like any Catholic, you know, I went through the mm -hmm. routines of going to church and stuff like that. I've always prayed to God. I've always, you know, uh, uh, been a part of that but not not to not to this level and the reason for that was because when that night came mm -hmm. and everything happened uh for me it was just like instantly like like as soon as i was told what i had to do i was like please god you know please let me yeah. see my kids again and that was the first thing i i, I said please let that me gave just, you strength yeah please let me see my kids again please whatever i need to do Give me that's the, cool, man. give me that strength to get through this procedure and, and see my kids. And, and that's, amazing. yeah. And that's something that I, I hold now. And, and, and if I ever feel lazy about it, I just remind myself, remember that time yeah. that you were alone in a hospital by yourself in the dark. And the doctor said, we're going to do this thing to your heart right now. Yeah. And what did I do? I, I went and I said, please God, help me, help me get through. This is really interesting because yeah, you stepped away from this like almost not relying on a higher power, but appreciating one, appreciating one, which is and, cool and relying on one. And yeah. Know, and I truly believe that. I truly believe that because as much as I love science, as much as I love understanding the universe and, and, the, and the history of the universe and the origins and everything, mm -hmm. I do believe in a higher power. And I do believe, Wait, I do believe in God and I, and I, and I give myself to him and yeah. he, he has me here. So as long as I'm here, I'm like, Hey man, I'm going cool, to, man. I will, I will, I will honor your name every day for what you did. For me. I, I think that's awesome. I always find it really interesting when uh, I speak to people and they have like that genuine type of, you know, response to that, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not like you're doing it because you want some kind of reward. No, you do it because you feel that it gives you strength, you know, and that's pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of like the Templars and stuff yeah. where they prayed before they went to battle and stuff like that. I yeah. myself, I'm not a very religious person. Mm -hmm. So when I see people like that, it's fascinating to me Yeah, to see that because yeah. I, 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 you, 
you're being genuine when you say this. Absolutely. And that's 100%. amazing to me, you know, mm-hmm. whether I believe in God or not, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You do. And it gives you strength. And that's awesome. 100%. That's like mind power type stuff, you know, 100%. Yeah. And that's super cool. Like I've had some really dark and bad situations and I did not even consider, Oh God, help me. You know? Yeah. That's how, that's how morbid my mind is, mm-hmm. you know, and you went the opposite direction and it, you know, it got you out of it. That's super cool. It, it definitely, it definitely uh, made my bond stronger. And, that's awesome. uh, and I, I just, I am, I'm forever, I am forever. I, I just, I'm just forever grateful, man. That's super cool. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's because when you grew up, you were, you were Catholic, right? You brought up Catholic. Yeah. Um, when I was a little boy, um, my family's from Cuba. So they're usually, they start off Catholic and then they go into what's called Santeria. Remember mm-hmm. Santeria? I mean, you know, you were from Miami, you know, yeah. all the sacrificing the animals and pouring the blood on the saints and asking the, the ancients for like help and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my upbringing was a little more morbid, you know, mm-hmm. where it was, uh, we have to kill something and pour its blood all over something else in order to make things happen. Now, <laughs> That's now pretty I, wild. <laughs> now I can see why the Viking thing is really. <laughs> yeah. Like the Vikings were like, you know, like, I guess I, they believed in their gods, you know, and, yeah. um, and they sacrifice things to their gods and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm not a very religious person. I don't, I sacrifice my time and my effort. Mm-hmm. To yeah. make things happen, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting to me. I know? think uh, I think uh, I think for me, religion, like I would I would consider myself spiritual now. Like I I, cool. I don't using the, the 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 title of religion or the term of religion. I feel yeah. like that that's what changes things because when you say religion, then then it's like okay, well this person's this religion and that person. Yeah, like that all, all these rules yeah, get put then, in place. Yeah. But when you're spiritual, is that you have almost like an awareness. You have an awareness. You have an awareness uh, of everything, and that's. I think my thing is is having the spirituality and and holding it as closely as I possibly can. I'm, I'm embracing it with everything, all my being. You know, that's that's probably uh, walking away from this experience. It, it, it has really uh, strengthened inside cool, of me. Yeah, and uh, I, again, I'm just whatever I need to do to, to show my appreciation. That's why it's important for me. Like I, I want to find an outlet, you know, I want to find a community I can help. Because well, you have it, man. You have it. No. Yeah. This as well. But I yeah. think, um, and obviously we're restricted because of COVID. We can't really go out and do many things, but whatever mm-hmm. I can do, or if I can help someone else, even if it's just one person, what do you have in mind? I don't know yet. I mean, I mean, mm. it'll come know, to you just being, just being there for people right now. Yeah. Is, is it like uh, just to be there for someone, you know, taking my time out of the day to uh, someone needs someone to talk to someone, you know, has, has to share something with just that right now is good. Yeah. And it's always good. But if I can find more and I will, I will find something where I can involve myself more and give more to, to a specific community and just be cool. helpful, man. I just, that's, that's all I want. And then of course be there for my children. Absolutely, man. Well, it yeah. sounds like you, you stepped away from this growing a ton. Oh, yeah. um, learning a lot about yourself oh, yeah. and discovering uh, a part of yourself that you haven't experienced in a long time, the spirituality, yeah, this, really. uh, I wouldn't say this fear in God, but this respect in a higher power and uh, using it as a source of strength, man. Yeah. This, so uh, I think, the, I think you walked away from this pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Well, the fact that I walked away from it. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't know. How long have we been going on the podcast? I don't want to, I don't want to talk no, to yeah. you. No, no, I think we're good, man. I think, we're, I think whoever's listening is like, all right, guys, you, I think yeah. you guys are golden. Awesome, so, man. So let's it, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. It was fun, man. Thank you for having me as a host. I, I, I appreciate your trust in me and of course, allowing man. me to, ma- you know, manage the labyrinth of this conversation. Absolutely, man. You, um, you did it very well. Thank you, dude. Hopefully, uh, we can have more episodes together and we can do more things together. And, you know, I got your back and whatever you need. Oh, man. I am truly so, uh, appreciative of that. That's absolutely, man. So I just want to end the episode in saying I'm very happy that you're alive. I love you, my brother. And I let's call it too. a day. I love you too, man. And I'm glad and I'm glad that everything's okay with the COVID thing and that you're Absolutely. you're doing good, man. And just I'm keep doing, doing good, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're you're a great guy, man. And, and Thank I you. have I have nothing but love and admiration for you, brother. Same, my brother. All right. All right, let's wrap it up. Wrapping it Hit up. Hit the outro music.